Welcome to Get Us to the Show. I'm Lewis Hill. And I am always as Clint Gibbons. Oh, Clint, you don't sound too happy today, but we'll get we'll get to that. There's, <laughs> there's one thing I want to address off the top that's happening in the Ottawa comedy community. Something on the scene that I th- I think is pretty wild. Uh, I haven't been able to go because I'm a busy guy and you get things, but I, I'm really missing. I got FOMO for this uh, roast battle that's happening. Oh, at Swizzles. At Swizzles. Yes. yes I'm all play- I see this roast battle happening. And Clint, I don't know if you've seen the posters for these. Yeah, they're kind of cool. Done by Melanie Page. These things are, they're making me howl. I love these things. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen the new one, the new round, but I've been, watched, I've been lo- paying attention. I'm kind of jealous. I'm missing out, and I I still don't have an opportunity to go because I have other things booked, but I really want to go. But these posters, man, what she's doing is she's taking uh, celebrities or famous people or even infamous people (laughs) who kind of look or remind you of someone in the- the, Oh, my God. in, In the scene that is roasting another person and- absolutely nailing it every time. I'm jealous. I want to be on one of these posters. I think I got to join this roast battle. I'm jealous. This is what I love about the Ottawa scene. Just stuff like this. We're all adults here. Some of us are older than others, but we behave like children and (laughs) and we can laugh and and laugh at the stupidest things and make crazy offensive jokes, even in poster form. I love it. Uh, Hats off to Melanie Page. That's amazing. Who do you think you would be? What celebrity would you choose? <laughs> I, for don't you? Even, I don't even. I don't even. We we don't need to make Lewis sad right now. Like anything other than Brad Pitt, my ego can't take it. This is. <laughs> I thought you would have settled for Ryan Reynolds. Ah, his eyes are too close together. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. That fetal alcohol syndrome doesn't do anything for me. Wow. And that's why he didn't buy the yeah. Ottawa Senators because he yes. knew there are people in Ottawa who don't support his eye separation. Lewis Hill recording from his uh, spare bedroom right now, <laughs> ripping on Ryan Reynolds, who almost bought a hockey team. Yeah, yeah. My, my mic stand is held up with a pony clamp and, and some <laughs> packing tape. But yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll rip on him for a little bit. You're just keeping it real, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm the punk rock Ryan Reynolds. I'm punk Ryan. I'm punk Ryan. Brian Reynolds? I don't know. Ryan Pickham. Okay. Are you having a stroke? I might be having a stroke. <laughs> And I can't afford healthcare because I'm punk rock. <laughs> Wait, we got free healthcare here, sort of, sort of. Okay, Clint. So let's get to we. I had a crazy weekend, which we'll get. I have so many. I got enough stories for like seven episodes. Nice. But I did receive a text from you this weekend. You did, and uh, so Lewis, you know I love doing this podcast. It's it's honestly it's the highlight of my week. Yeah. Uh, nobody makes me laugh more than you do, and I, I I just love it. It's it's therapeutic. It's so much fun. It is therapeutic. I almost called in sick today. Oh no! Because I knew I'm not sick, <laughs> but I knew I was going to have to talk about Saturday night. Oh no! Uh, well, did, but you had a Friday night and a Saturday night, right? Yeah, yeah. Friday oh. night went well. I did uh, Urban Angus. Uh, I middled uh, for uh, with Wafik's show and yeah. uh, Jim McNally. Uh, headlined that that place is amazing. Did you get all the apps? Did they bring all the apps down to the green room downstairs? Yeah, and- it was crazy. And like, because we just like we ordered, and they're like, "Do you guys want any more? Do you guys want any more?" And yes. like, everything was covered. And I'm like, "This is like, oh, it's they know how to treat their peeps. They know how to treat their peeps. They treat them well." And it's a, I mean, it's got a cordless mic. The, that's the one knock against that show. But yeah, yeah, no mic stand, cordless mic. Um, and it was what did I have? I had the uh, the pork. Uh, well. Yeah. Yeah, it was delicious anyway. Pork belly or something. Pork belly, well, that's well, what it was. I couldn't think of it. When I was there, they just kept bring, I didn't order anything. They just kept bring, bringing every tray downstairs. Okay. I, I think I, they learned their lesson because they were asking us what we want. Because I, I imagine a lot of stuff gets wasted like that. So, But there was no, like, we're like, what can we order? Like, whatever you want. Yeah. Help yourself. Can I have a Bud Light? And then I'm like, can I have another Bud Light? They're like, yeah. <laughs> I tipped the hell out of the dude, though. He were, they yeah. were, they, the staff, staff there worked their butts off for their... Uh, comedians which is really nice yeah and it was a fun show and it was one of the one of the funniest moments i've ever seen happened where uh there was a family that was there having dinner that they weren't quite done when the show was starting so uh, but the show had to get started so there's like a kid who's maybe seven or eight years old in the crowd and chad the chad noonan is hosting and he's uh He's starting and he's acknowledging that there's a kid there and he's like, we're just going to power through it. I've been told that it doesn't matter. So like, hey, like Ugh. all we can do is like we're there to perform a show. We're not going to not do it because there's one person there. That's at that point, it's the parents' responsibility. I thought when that happened to me, I, I would lean into it. Yeah. And I didn't. I had a little girl run up to me with a balloon trying to give me a balloon as I was talking about threesomes and cups. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. 
whose kid is this? Yeah. So Chad's trying to do some crowd work. So he's like, are there any parents in the crowd? <laughs> and all you hear is this uh, most adorable little seven-year-old vo- voice. Yes, my daddy's right here. Oh, And the boy. place, like it was the laugh of the night. Like there was nothing. This really? Kid, this kid is going to grow up to be a stand-up comic because he's going to be chasing this dragon for the rest of his life because he'll never make people laugh oh, as boy. hard as he did I hope he's Friday funny because if he's not funny, he's going to chase the dragon and then going to have to go synthetic and go right to drugs because <laughs> this is, well, this went dark really quick. Okay. It's about to get darker. Okay. I'm excited. Let's hear this because you know, Clint, the last few episodes have been uh, about Lewis kind of having a rough patch of comedy. Yeah. So I, I think I, I, I was contagious maybe. I, oh, I, I blame you, right? Because you, uh, gave, me, you gave me a Beautiful compliment last sure episode, did. and uh, I believe you said I leveled up. <laughs> and uh, the only way I could make sense of this, you know, how, like games, like '80s Nintendo games and shit. I know all these games. So how, like, when you leveled up and beat the game? Yes, you went right back down to zero. Because <laughs> I think that's what happened to me. Ooh, Comedy is, is not like riding a bike, man. I. Yeah. I had like riding a bike without a seat. That's I think (laughs) or tires or tires (laughs) brakes. Lewis, I cannot stress enough how badly I ate shit on Saturday night. Okay, what was your role at this? I was hosting the show. And where was this show? The show was in uh, Ingleside at uh, Butler's. Okay, which is a lovely venue. Yeah, Uh, they put on. uh, I think they were charging fifty bucks a ticket, including a three course meal. Fifty bucks ticket. Meal was delicious. I had uh, sweet and sour beer glazed pork on served on a bed of risotto with green beans. Like it was, it was a good comedy (laughs) food weekend. It was like the Food Network over here. No gas station hot dogs for this guy this weekend. What the hell? (laughs) So. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's you the problem. You needed the nitrates. I'm getting soft. <laughs> so uh, so my kid had a hockey game. So it was one of those shows where I knew things were going to be tight. Like I left my kid's hockey game with a couple minutes left. Yeah. Booked her, like drove like a maniac to get there in time. Um, and so it didn't really have a chance to get settled in. Um, and not that I'm making excuses, but... Uh, I know that feeling, though. It's yeah. different. That's why... When we I, have routines, right? And we need to stick to our routines to get in the right headspace. Especially when you host. When you host, you got to get there early and get to know the lay of the land yeah. and the people and all this. Yes. Yeah. So I I went up and I I opened with my Easter Bunny joke. Yeah? Which went well. Okay. Th- they like the Easter Bunny. They like dead animals. This that is a was good it. start. That was it. That's it. That, so I, uh, I tried to do some crowd work after that. And they were not having it. They, they didn't want to talk to you? Didn't want, like, because I, I tried talking to this person and they just, like, face down. I tried talking to the next person and they were like, no, like, one person, when I made eye contact, shook his head at me. <laughs> <laughs> what the, what the heck? The average crowd, the average age had to be 65. Like, it was an older crowd. Okay. Uh, but I've done older crowds before. Sure. I, I know how this works. Yeah. And the, the, the owner of the bar actually said to us, she's like, we had tons of interest from young people. But old people are, got their shit together, and they bought the tickets. Well, so, that's how it goes, eh, like, kids? You yeah, gotta it, get your it shit sold together. out in a day and a half. She wants to have us back. Like she was thrilled, my performance notwithstanding. Yeah. Um. So, but your stuff is usually the stuff like I modeled. Or I remember at the carrots and dates when I bombed in front of old people. Yeah. I said I need more jokes like yours. Yeah. That are for families and stuff they can relate to instead of talking about you know. Nintendo or whatever. Yeah. 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 So I did my, uh, so when the crowd, when it was clear they weren't having the crowd work, I'm, I'm going back into material. Yeah. Uh, and I decided to open with my uh, my joke from Sudbury, right? The the drug deal in the middle of the afternoon. Great joke, by the way. Great. And it, in fairness, it's my dirtiest joke. Yes. Um, but the way you deliver it kind of nips that in the butt. Yeah. But I also, I like to do the dirty joke first because it kind of tells me where everybody's head's at, right? Like, yeah. where do they want to go? So it's, it's by design that it's the dirty joke up first. They fucking hated it, and I lost them. Like, oh. you know, like the line in that joke, because everybody's kind of like, they're like, wait a minute, they're, they're reserving judgment. And then when I give them the nah, every time. Have you ever seen that joke not work? Nah, it's a great joke. I love it. Crickets. Man. Not a peep. What the hell? So that one didn't go well, and then I went into... Uh, I can't even remember what material. I I, I started uh, I started doing material and just joke after joke was bombing. Lewis, they didn't like the stuff about your kids. They didn't like the stuff about the kids. What I'm the heck? Uh, I'm standing on stage and I, I swear to God I must have said four to five times. Uh, I don't know what should I talk about now. 
Oh, no. Have you ever heard me say that on stage? Never. No. Never. I, well, I, fans of the podcast will know I just said the opposite about you. I've never seen you more confident and <laughs> leveled know. up on stage. Like, I'm just like, what do I talk? And you're going through the Rolodex in your brain. Like, well, if they didn't like this one, they're not going to like that. They didn't yep. like this. They're not going to like that. Let's try this one. Nope. Didn't like that one either. Like, it was, what do we talk about next? And uh, like, at one point when I said it, there was a good four to five second pause where I legitimately didn't know what to say next. And it was like, it, it, it's one of those, you know what it's like when you're up there. It was only maybe three to five seconds, but it felt like an hour. It's an eternity. Like, Absolutely. Everybody's staring at you and the, the mouth is getting dry. Yes. And you're just like, what do I do? Like at one point I said, I should just bring up your first comic. Okay. And I'm like, but then it had been like, three minutes since I got a chuckle. So I'm like, I can't do that to Jamie. So I, I said it and all the lights are on. So I see Jamie stand up and start walking towards oh, no. us. And I'm like, I'm like, and I literally said, nope, can't do this to Jamie. <laughs> so I, I got it. I said another joke. I think it was one of those where they gave me a courtesy laugh. Sure. So they, so I felt good enough to get off. That's the tough part. Cause you can't bring up a comic to, to dead air. Yeah. But Sometimes when the crowd is just done with you, you will get nothing but more dead air. It's yeah, like it's the I, worst. It's I, the I worst. made up my mind that I was trying one more joke. Yeah, I was gonna do one more joke, and and if that didn't work, and you know what? Ironically, with the so it was an older crowd. The biggest laughs I got were on stuff about race. Okay, but not necessarily the punchlines to the jokes, the setups. Oh, so it wasn't great. This is this <laughs> like. Did, did you know you were doing a clan show, Clint? I, I didn't. Like, <laughs> I broke out a joke I haven't told in a year because I'm like, I think they might like this one. So what had happened was in uh, at one point I'm talking about my new tattoo. For those who don't yep. know, I got the letters uh, PTW tattooed on my forearm, and it's uh, it's got a deep personal meaning. Um, but the the joke is how I like I don't like small talk, and this is causing me to have small talk because random people, strangers, will ask you what your tattoo means. Good call, right? Good call. And like I I don't mind telling the story to friends, family, anybody that I know. I, yeah. I've got all the time in the world to tell the story, but I don't want to talk to a stranger about it, right? So my joke was that uh, I just fluff it off, and I'll be like, uh, you know, PTW stands for pour the whiskey or you know pass yeah. the weed or something like that, and I, I just leave it at that. Play to win. Play to win, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but then the uh, the joke that I was I was setting up was how like sometimes if I really want the conversation to be over immediately with no chance of coming back, I just tell him it stands for power to whites. Oh boy, boy, Clint. Oh boy. The room erupted when I said it. No. (laughs) The biggest laugh I got from the night. But I'm like, I'm like, the joke is that I'd rather people think I'm a piece of shit racist oh, yeah, than I get, have smoke. I get it. You get it, but they didn't. They were just like, ha, 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 more power to white people. Get this guy a hood. Let's, <laughs> let's get him. What the hell? Yeah. So I, I, anyhow, I get off. Jamie Carr gets on stage. Jamie does great. And you know. This is what I was going to ask. <laughs> I know. Because if everyone sucked. Yep. That's one thing. So but. I know you, you and I have had this conversation before, right? <laughs> so I'm watching Jamie and I'm sitting beside Dan and like, Dan did everything short of put his arm around me. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And he's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> so you're doing your material. You're, you're you. They just don't dig it. And it's, it's, I'm not blaming them. It's my job to figure out what they like, right? No, I agree. But yeah. I, I've also been there and I'm like, I don't fucking know anymore. Yeah, I, I couldn't crack the code. Yeah. So Jamie's up. Jamie's doing great. And uh, I'm just kind of sitting there stewing in my own shit, like, because I got to go back up and do another 15. That's right. <laughs> that, that's the worst feeling. <laughs> and going, oh no, this isn't going to go well. So I told Dan, I said, listen, like, they, these guys obviously don't like me. Um, if it's going poorly, I'm going to do closer to 10. Do you mind picking up the extra time? He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. So, well, to, to, be, to be fair to this crowd, if for Dan and Jamie, they both kind of look like white supremacists. So, they do. <laughs> I'm just kidding, boys. I'm just kidding. Oh, they're going to kill me. <laughs> they got the shaved heads and the. Oh, I wonder boy. if Carr does a Hitler impression. <laughs> oh, boy. That, that, to, that one that's might two have to episodes come out. in a row that we've said Hitler, by the way. <laughs> So yeah, so Jamie does great. Then I go back up and I actually acknowledged it. Like when I went back up, I said, you know, comedy's hard. Um, <laughs> as, as comics, sometimes shows go great. Sometimes shows go yeah. poorly. And I said, as comics, we never like to blame ourselves, right? We like to think it's just a bad crowd. I said, but Jamie proved 
that it's not you guys. I'm the problem tonight. Nice. And I'm sorry for that. Can we just start over? And then I went into, I did more material and it went better. Okay. But it, it didn't go great. But I leaned into the fact that yes, I was bombing yes. so bad, right? And it was to the point. And uh, so I did, I ended up doing, I think, about 13 before I brought Dan up. Did you do your big closer? I did my big closer and the closer worked. Oh, the, the closer worked. That, ne- that joke never fails. That joke has never, ever yeah. failed me. Damn it. So yeah, so that one, <laughs> you wanted that one to fail too? No, but it makes, it's just, like your other stuff is just as funny. This yeah, is what I know. The, I'm it, tr- I am trying to crack the code for you. Yeah. And I, I got nothing. It doesn't make sense yeah. to me. So so Dan goes up and Dan just slays as Dan does. Like Fuck, he, I'm tired of saying that on this yeah, podcast, yeah, no, no, Dan. No, I love you. I want you to bomb once just yeah, to make no. me feel better about it, myself. Birthday weekend for Dan. He, oh, was, yeah. he had a great time yeah, yeah. Uh, and he had the meat out of the palm of his hand. Well, you know, he was super obviously on cloud nine because we autographed photos of ourselves That's for true. him. So, I mean, he can obviously sell those on eBay and retail hire a millionaire so good for you happy birthday to dan alaire again yeah yeah belated happy birthday um yeah so he went up and he did great and uh, like even after the show you know when we do the selfie i'm like i'm explaining the selfie i'm like hey we're gonna take a picture need you guys to go crazy act like you really enjoyed the show think of dan and jamie (laughs) and that that actually got a big laugh so we posed uh we did the picture and then i must have had no word of a lie 10 people come up to me as they were leaving and say like uh don't be so hard on yourself man it's it wasn't that bad <laughs> it wasn't that bad yeah. that's a tough one that was a tough one so it, it it's one of those things like it sucked in the moment yeah uh it's the worst bomb i've had since it's got to be year one it's weird when you go pro and now you've uh, made your worst bomb ever yeah because as an amateur you get that happens yeah like i felt like i was less than a year in like i just didn't know what to do i felt like a deer on the head in the headlights and you know lots of lots of things going on me showing up late uh different crowd couldn't read them yeah so whatever not making excuses it's my job to be better and i'll i'll be better but the the thing i wanted to say is i shook off this bomb yeah easily oh okay good yeah like i didn't stew in it i you don't hate yourself like I do, I think is the difference. You're, yeah, <laughs> you're building yourself up and I'm tearing myself down. Yeah, like bit. I don't want to say I enjoyed it because obviously it's, it's not pleasant. You didn't enjoy it, but I appreciated it. I feel like I'm going to be better because of it. Yeah. I'm going to be more prepared and I, I'm going to adhere to my routines better. And yep. I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like I'm, I'm going to learn from it and grow from it. So, so that's my story. That's my weekend. That's the that's the attitude to have. I mean, sometimes you need a bomb, yeah. Which, which is you know whether you know it or not, and and maybe you don't even need it. But if you take it the right way, which you're doing, and w- which I like to think I do as well, I yeah. just do it. Uh, I get really pretty down on myself. Yeah, as, as our listeners know, but yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, good. It was one of, yeah, it was, it was it was so bad it was comical. Is 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 the way I looked at it. Okay, let, let me... And we should put a disclaimer on this episode not to listen to this in an airport or an airplane because we've said the word bomb a lot. Okay, yeah, obviously. And <laughs> speaking of... Okay, let me ask you this, though. When is your next show? Because we talk about comeback shows. Actually, no one talks about comeback shows more than me, which is a sign. <laughs> oh, my next show? Yeah. Oh, it's just a little show at Yucks in Toronto for Breslin. Oh, is that No it? big deal, you know. You're showcasing for the owner of Yucks? <laughs> exactly. Oh, is that it? That's that's it. So no big deal. Fuck. You know what? You needed this then. That's right. And whoop your ass. Better to happen last week than next week. Because because I've done this exact thing in front of Mark Breslin. I was doing great. He missed my opening uh, fifteen off the top. Okay. I went to do the second fifteen, and he brought his uh, child in, the little girl. Oh, the crowd yes. turned around. I was talking about dirty things. They turned around. The crowd no longer was laughing because they were freaked out. They're like, "Why is there a little child here?" And uh, that made me kind of bomb in Fair. front of Breslin. So how about that? Oh, and there there was a child at this show too. The owner's daughter was there. She's ten years old. Okay, yeah, that can throw you off. It, it can throw thing. you off, and people knew she was there. Yeah. And I think I I like to think that's part of why they didn't like the uh, the drug deal joke. Yeah, uh, because it's it can be pretty yes, offensive. Of course, of course. And like the owner kept saying, she's heard worse. She's grown up here. She's heard worse. They say that. And she's like, she's got yeah. a she's got a room to go to if she gets bored. And eventually, she did get bored. And I guess she said to her mom, was like, uh, I'm not interested in penis jokes, so I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> Whoa! Wow. Yeah. You know what, Clint? When you get the ClintGibbons.com website, you should have that review up there. <laughs> I'm not interested in penis jokes, so I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> 10-year-old girl. Yeah. 
All right, but cheer me up, Lewis. I want to hear about your weekend. Okay, what a weekend. Uh, first of all, the, the weekend, I, I'm booked with my brother uh, as the Hill Brothers doing musical comedy yes. in Petawawa. And, and, you know, if you book musical comedy in Petawawa, there's, uh, you probably want those people to die is the thing, right? <laughs> I mean, we know Petawawa. It's a military town. Mm-hmm. Has a reputation for being more than a little rowdy. Yep. Um, you think they're really going to really appreciate the C sharp minor there, Clint? I don't know. <laughs> now, did you get around to doing any comedy? Because from what I saw, you just exclusively pose for pictures in the in the woods. Listen, let me tell. We'll we'll get to the woods pictures. You know me, Clint. When I go on tour, I my socials light. I light up my socials because yes. I want everyone yeah. to want a tour with yes. me. And it made you jealous. I liked it because yes. it made you jealous, which is important. Okay, but I, I don't want anybody else to tour with you. I want to tour yes, with you. Yes, exactly. Okay, but I, I had some good people. So it's me, my brother. Uh, Steve Love was hosting. Tavis Mapleston was middling. Okay. There's a good crew. There's a Hello good, crew. good crew to hang out with. And, you know, so we get there uh, early-ish on Friday. Now, it's an interesting location. The bar, have you done this, Petawawa? Never done Petawawa. So it's it's a, it's a great big bar, but in that building is the hotel you're staying in. Okay. And a sandwich shop. I like sandwiches. And a corner store, and a post office, and the bus station. <laughs> <laughs> All in one. There's a few other things too. It's that's the whole thing. Really? You got a whole town in the woods. <laughs> But no, no, let's, we got to stop urban sprawl where it starts. <laughs> Everything goes right here. Which, you know what? I, I, I won't lie to you. It's kind of good to have the bar, the restaurant, the sandwich shop. And, oh, uh, for sure. It, it, it really works for a traveling comedian. Yeah, yeah. So we get to the hotel, and me and Aaron are sharing a room, a uh, big room, which is actually nice. Yeah. Two, two beds, yeah. also a plus. <laughs> you you know? hear that, Rick Lemieux? <laughs> yes. We got a little kitchenette. We got all this stuff. Uh, Tavis and Steve are across the hall. We get there early. We head down to the bar. We get a bite to eat. I get my clubhouse sandwich, and I'm chilling with the guys, and I'm like, oh, I'm on the road now. This is good, but I'm nervous. I'm watching the crowd. It's Petawawa. Let's see what happens. And Clint, as you know, headlining is an interesting thing. When you're hosting, you're thrown in the mix right away. Yeah. You know what, what's good, what's bad. You're in it. When you're middling, you're in it soon. When you're opening, you're in it soon. When you're headlining, you're just waiting. Yeah. And you're waiting to see what happens. Anyway, Friday night. Mixed crowd, old, young, kind of not what I expected, Cat. but the staff at this place, it's called The Boulevard, absolutely amazing. Treat, nice. Treated us like gold. The show went well. Steve Love went up there. He got them going. Now, they're a crowd that ebbs and flows, right? It's some of these small towns. And right. They like to talk back, so they'll be really hot and then a little cooler and a little hot. Yeah. But Tavis did great, and me and Aaron are still nervous at this point. We're like, how does music going to go down here? Like we did 40 minutes, so roughly 20 minutes of music and 20 minutes of comedy, and we killed. It was nice. It was really, 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 really great and kind of a relief, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the music went good. Even the only thing is when I did dirt bags at the end, there was a lot more ooze because I told them off the top, I said, this, you know, you guys want to hear the song that's going to get me canceled one day? <laughs> and of course they clapped loud. Of course. Until it was time to go. Ooh, every time I said that one line, Clint, I got. What line is that? Dead kids. I got, I got the, oh my God. Oh my God. But a lot of people were liking it, but it was um, just not as loud at the end. Of course. The, the, the Nobody Wants to Work Anymore song, it did, did wonderful. Aaron's, uh, we did the Not Gonna Eat Your Bum song, did wonderful. Yeah. All Aaron's relationship material about being a stepdad slaughtered, brought, nice. down, brought down the house. So it was a good Friday night. And then we hung around the bar, had some drinks. Um, As one does. And, and, you know, when you're on the road, and I can see why at our level, when you're on the road, it's a treat. You go out, you drink too much, uh-huh. you, eat, you eat too much. But if you were a touring comic constantly, yeah. I could see how you'd have to tone this down. But we're not there yet, Clint. We're not there so yet. So I did not tone this down. We <laughs> stayed up till, I think we stayed up till 1 a.m. We went to the hotel room and, you know, had the, the deepest conversations with Steve Love and Tavis, you know, about what's the greatest debut album of all time you know all these things nice. that you do on the road just what did we settle on well it's hard to beat appetite for destruction there's a, there a wrong there was a lot of hip-hop i think uh, steve love was arguing for ready to die uh by biggie and another one that i can't remember because it was one and we were drinking a lot fair fair <laughs> you know i brought a bottle of scotch yeah. as you know we got some beers so this is good now the neat thing sleep in the next day me and aaron wake up throw on the tv you know you're just kind of chilling 
wake up Tavis, go get some breakfast. Steve Love joins us. He slept in a little bit, get some McDonald's. Like, what are we going to do today? And everyone's like, well, we're not sure. Might wander. Go back. AMC, because the only time you watch cable now is on the road. Of hey, course. In a hotel. Yeah, yeah. AMC is showing a Halloween marathon. So all the Halloween movies. Oh, nice. So not just, so specifically the Michael Myers. Specifically okay. the Michael not Myers. Not just like Hubie Halloween and. Now you want to hear a weird thing, Clint? I've never seen them. Really? Yeah, I've never seen these things. Ever. I know Jamie of them. Jamie Lee Curtis is a treasure. How could you not have seen I these know. things? I, I, it's one of these things that slipped. I still haven't seen Titanic. And uh, for whatever reason, I've never seen Halloween. Now, I've seen a lot of horror movies, Clint, because uh, my dad used to be out of town a lot when my parents were together. <laughs> and my mom used to love horror movies but couldn't sleep because she was scared. Now, I was an insomniac, Clint, so she'd be like, oh, you're awake. Watch The Exorcist with me. And she'd fall asleep because now she had company, and I would lay awake like, oh, my God. We're unlocking some trauma here. Oh, listen, my, my parents should – there should be license to have kids. Anyway. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're comedians. <laughs> look, look, Rick and Polly Hill, okay? Two-thirds of your kids became comedians. Numbers don't lie. That's all I'm saying. A son becoming a comedian is like a daughter becoming a stripper. Yeah. You're going to be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when two-thirds of them... Yeah. Now, you got it right the first time with Dr. Hill over there teaching computer science at Carleton, but uh, the other two were not so oh, sure about it. Oh, I didn't realize it was Carleton. <laughs> Ravens, really? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, no, I'm just kidding, Daryl. I, I, so so we, we watch a bit of movies, and then I'm like, well, I'm going to go for a walk, because you know we're a little tired and uh, yeah. dry and headachy in the morning for some reason we can't remember. And uh, <laughs> so it's a little bit of a lazy day. Ends up, I go for a walk. I discover this uh, hiking trail. It goes over the bridge. I take some nice pictures. I, Clint, I sent you some pictures you when I was nice and hungover. Uh, beautiful rapids. Uh, Petawawa is beautiful, Clint especially in the fall. And I told Aaron, I said, you know what? Next time we come here, I have a Saturday to kill because I'm assuming we'll be booked again there next week. That's how it works, right? <laughs> in the fall, let's bring our guns. Let's go bird hunting. Nice. So I asked around where to go bird hunting in there and the, a lot of the security staff let me know, oh, you can go right here. You can hunt on this side of the park and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, beautiful fall day. I go hiking. I text Tavis. I'm like, I'm on the beach. You know, and he goes, I want to go there. So I'm like, hey, everyone, let's meet at the hotel. Grab a couple of uh, the uh, bubbly pops there. A couple of travelers? Yeah, a couple of travelers and uh, go down to the water. And that's where you guys saw all the beautiful band pictures nice. we took. And we just sat there drinking beer, talking, walking in the fall, the, the river. What the, time the is leaves. it at this point? That's probably, well, I know what time it was. It was one because there was a UFC on that day that started at two. Okay. Now, we we were trying to find a spot to watch it, and up until 2 o'clock, we couldn't find a spot to watch it. Um, so we just stayed out and, and, and walked, and walked till about 3 or 4, probably. Now, we're out there taking pictures. We're sitting on rocks. We're sitting by the river, waxing philosophical. And as you know, I'm with Comedy Yoda, Tavis Mapleton. That's right. And he said something profound again, Clint, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Because I was just enjoying all this so much, and I said, you know what? This is... It's really kind of neat that you just get to, that someone's paying us to go out and have a, have a day to ourselves. And Tavis says, that is why this is the dream. Someone has paid us to come out here, taken away all our responsibilities yeah. for a day. We have responsibility for 90 minutes at night. That's it. But during the day, they've taken away our families, yeah. uh, our pets, our computers, everything. You know, So all we have to do is just go have adventures in a town we don't know that well. And I'm like, wow, that is it. And I, I got to tell you, Clint, hanging out with Steve Love and Tavis and Aaron Hill, I appreciated every second of that hang on that Saturday. It was just the greatest afternoon. And I said, there's nothing better than a fall walk after. And I said, you know what? Let's go. It was around 4 o'clock. Let's go grab a pint. And then we'll all go back to the rooms and start getting ready yeah. for the show. And there's that, you know, you're cold. You're a bit, uh, maybe yeah. it's raining a bit. You go in, you have a pint. You have a little bite to eat with the boys. And it was just a magic to me, pure magic. I, I I can't explain enough. There's nothing funny about this, Clint. I loved it. I loved every second of it. And uh, now we go get ready for the show. And as you know, Tavis is a diva, you know. So he really? Need, oh yeah, he needs to take a bath, Clint. He needs Shut to take a bath the before front a door. show. And he he talked not after he waxed wise. He let us know about the bath seventeen times. And I said, you know, I'm going to talk about this on the pod, right? So he beat me to it. He did the the old, uh, you know. 
Like I was blackmailing him. He okay. post he posted a picture of himself in the bathtub before oh, I the didn't show. See it, yeah. Oh man. Smart. You can't beat Tavis. This is a, a tough guy to beat. Anyway. So now it's showtime. A bath in a hotel bathtub. He's though. very brave. He's a brave man. Yeah. Is it because he's child sized? Do you think? Could be. Could be. You know, with red hair, he's a Chucky doll. That's what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> is Jennifer Tilly around? <laughs> it was Halloween. Huh? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Wait, Steve Love is Michael Myers. This is, uh... <laughs> so now it's showtime, Clint. We go back up. Now, mm-hmm. first of all, when we go for this pint at uh, 3.34 or whatever time it is, place is bumping. Okay. This place is... Oh, a... and you're having a pint at the place you're performing because everything is self-contained. Yeah, and okay. er- and everywhere else we tried to go in the in the in world in Petawawa is closed. Okay. For whatever reason. Like, we're trying to open a breakfast door and some woman across the block, that place has been closed for 10 weeks. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> who knows what's happening in the world in Petawawa, in beautiful Petawawa. But okay, so now we're back. We have our pint. The place is bumping. Go back. And now it's like, okay, do we nap? We get ready, nervous energy, start rehearsing, playing the guitars a little bit and getting ready. Me and Aaron go back down, set up. Because we got, you know, with guitars, you got a little bit of setup. Of course. We go down, set it up. And uh, it is packed, and people are rolling in, and there is a table at the front of dudes who get up there. You mentioned something about a testosterone-heavy front row. Clint, there's six of them. They get up there. (laughs) You know right away, this is going to be an issue. Just like, and I mean, young, strapping, you know, 20-something, 30-something-year-old, you know, I'm assuming military, we'll find out later they are. And they are getting into their cups right away, like drinking hard, Clint, and talking. I've drank with military people, and they they have one speed. It's one speed. One speed. On and drunk. Anyway, <laughs> now the the all the tables fill up in the front to the side. They fill up. It, it, it's it's a great show. Now it starts off, and Steve Love gets in the hosting, and this table's talking. And as a host, yeah, that's kind of fun, yeah, but then kind of not, yeah, to the point where he's like, you know having to school them a bit and they're getting drunker and drunker and some of them start rapping off a little bit and he lets them know like, Hey, you know, let's relax. There is security there. Okay. And the first night security took care of a lot of things this night, not so much. And I don't know if it's cause everybody knows each other's like, I'll throw him out, but he's at my place at Christmas. Like, yeah, who knows, yeah. you know, so this table is getting rowdy and rowdy and they're making it their show. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And everyone around them is loving Steve loves comedy, like loving it. But this table's bothering them. But they have a look on their face like, no, this is just Petawawa. This, there's one of these tables at everything. This is how it's going to be and this, deal with it. Yeah. So they, they're not as bothered. Me and Aaron just keep looking at each other like, what the fuck? Because by the time we get up there, they're going to be hammered. They're mm-hmm. doing shots like crazy. Ugh. So Steve Love uh, brings Tavis up. Tavis does his stuff. These people keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. Tavis addresses them, blah, blah, blah. The one guy goes, well, maybe you should be funnier. And Tavis, oh, you want me to be funnier? That's, you know, so now it's digressing into whatever. Tavis gets off stage. By the way, Tavis did great. But when he gets off stage, he does not look happy. And I I can't blame him. You know know what I mean? Like, it's getting to the point where we're having, or they're having to yell their jokes a bit. Instead of deliver their jokes, and their 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 perfect day that you guys have just enjoyed is getting ruined, right? It's, because you've only got to work for ninety minutes, but people can make that ninety minutes unpleasant. And like I said, the rest of the place loving yeah. loving this show, but this is an issue here. This is a big issue. So me and Aaron get up there. Well, first of all, first of all, let me let me get Steve Love is doing his time in between, and he says, "I said Steve Love, don't do." A lot of time. You don't have to. This mm-hmm. is uh, the show is already going late because yeah, these yeah. people are interrupting. He goes, no problem. So he doesn't do a lot of jokes, but he's got one joke he wants to finish on, and it took him, I would say, ten to twelve minutes to get through this joke. Holy shit! And he fought these people. He's like, no, fuck, shut the fuck up. I'm getting through this joke. Fuck you guys. Oh, good and for were, him. They were laughing about it, and the crowd was kind of laughing because Steve Love was giving it to them. Okay, but they were enjoying the fact that they right, were fucking them. Right. He said, shut the fuck up. One dude, Steve Love had his eyes closed like he's yelling. One dude picked up a chair like he was going to throw it. And, hang on, his buddy's like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that yet. We're not doing that yet. Yet. Yeah, this is the thing. <laughs> now, Steve Love doesn't see this because his eyes are shut. And But me and Aaron are just looking at each other. Like, we got our guitars. Out, and we're like, uh, what the hell? Anyway, we get out there. 
And I'm like, how are we doing, Padawawa? Now, this, Steve Love talked to them. They were a group of helicopter mechanics, engineers. I don't know what you said. They fixed the helicopters. So I start talking to them right away because I'm like, they're going to degrade to yeah. animals. Let's make friends right away because security doesn't seem to be doing jack fucking shit here. <laughs> so I make friends. And the guy's like, do a shot with me. I'm like, okay, cool. His buddy, do another shot. Okay. And I'm just like, dude, I had like five shots before I told a joke, Clint. This is, and you're up there for 40 minutes, so it's got plenty of time to kick in. It's not like you're, I can have a shot and I'll be done before I feel it. And I keep saying yes, because I want them to be my friends yeah. for the time being. Amazing. And Aaron's like, Aaron's not doing, like, because he's on the other side, yeah, you know? Yeah. And uh, I go, you know who the responsible brother is? So this woman goes, oh, screw that, brings Aaron up a shot. <laughs> this table starts yelling at her that she's a MILF. Ah! And I'm like, did you just call her a MILF? Good Lord. Clint, we haven't told a joke yet. I have, uh, all I've said is, how are you doing, Petawawa? Like, the, I've done five <laughs> shots. They're calling her a MILF. People are coming up on sta stage. It's just insanity. So we start in with the jokes. They just keep talking and talking and talking. We get through, I think, uh, maybe 15 minutes of jokes. And I mean, during that 15 minutes, Clint, I would say there was eight minutes of jokes. Right. You know what I mean? This is how it's going. That's brutal. People are liking it. Yeah. But this table is getting to be a bit much. And they keep going out, coming back. There's a few of them. One guy leaves the table. He says, I'm embarrassed of you guys. Like they're having their own inner oh, squabbles. Shit. But they're doing so many shots. So the so the leader who was embarrassed, I'm making friends with him, and I'm telling jokes that he likes. Yeah. And, and keeping him, because like, hey, you keep your boys in peace, because Clint, this is going to be a brawl. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Really, eh? And there's me and Aaron, but there's six of them. Yeah. It's not that we, and by the way, we're adults. We don't fight on a Saturday night. <laughs> exactly. This is, but this is how it feels, because these guys are going to fight. They're going to fight somebody. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's going to happen. Especially one dude who's angry all the time, and just getting angrier and angrier, <laughs> pounding more shots. One dude's <laughs> passing out already at the table, so that's cool. We don't got to fight him. That's awesome. But this other dude is like, he started yelling more at Tavis and then more at Steve and now at us, but just shit that's not even... You're not even part of the show. You're just Ugh. you're just trying to fight us right now. Like it's yeah. the stupidest thing. And you know, it's this little twat in a white t-shirt. Looks like he's in good shape, whatever, yeah. young strapping lad, but why you gotta be human garbage at this yeah. point? Like we're we're trying to do a comedy show. Anyway, we get to I play Nobody Wants to Work Anymore. This is my song, okay? And with comedy songs, you play a bit and then you stop and you deliver a funny line and everyone yes, laughs yes. and you stop. Every time I stop, the one dude who's almost passed out, let's do a shot. Like every time, Clint, he's, and I'm like, okay, can I finish the song? It's like Pavlov's dog. Yes. And, and his friends are like, no, no, just wait, just wait. Let him finish the song. Let him finish the song. Who knew these uh, hooligans loved the musical comedy? They did. I, I did not expect that one bit. So I, the musical comedy is what got them to shut up and listen? No, they weren't shutting up. Okay. <laughs> but they were better? Uh, and then they weren't better either, but they, they were, it's hard to... Yeah, they didn't have as much chance to talk fair, back. Fair, So that goes, well, as soon as I put down, the, I'm trying to put down my guitar. He's like, shot, shot, shot. I'm like, okay, can I put down my guitar? Everybody's laughing because it's ridiculous. Now I'm doing more shots. This guy gives me a shot and then goes back to the table and puts his head down. I'm like, this guy's done, Clint. And I'm like, this, this, and this is all what, back to Tavis Mabelson saying, you got to be good enough to do bad shows. Yeah. Aaron and I talked about it after. If we would have decided to walk off after 20 minutes, no one would have blamed us for a second. It would have been a good, it's fine, we're done. Yeah. Have a good night. We're already late because this show is a shit show. Um, but the people all around this table, this table's enjoying it, but they're enjoying it for the wrong reasons. Yes. The people all around are loving this show. And like I said, they just have this look of, well, that's where we live. You get a table of uh, meatheads. Petawawa going to Petawawa. Petawawa. And, and that's what I expected Petawawa to be right. Friday. And they weren't. So <laughs> I, I wasn't terribly shocked. Lull doing a false sense of security with Friday night. Yeah. So now, Clint, now the shots are hitting me. The shots are hitting them because they started way before me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Are you done now? No. Okay. <laughs> no, we're still on stage. I'm trying to tell the last bit of jokes before <laughs> I get into dirt bags. Now, <laughs> Clint. Because you, like, you don't go on stage drunk. Right? No. Like, I don't do it. You don't do it. No, That's no. something we've got in common. I like a, I like a, a, a pint buzz before you go yeah. up, like a little bit, but that's, and sometimes, not, not all yeah, the yeah. time. But uh, no, I was, <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm like six or seven shots in, Clint. <laughs> but it's just complete chaos. And I am more 
of a supply school teacher than a comedian. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Flicking I'm, the lights on and I'm off. I'm trying to keep the room together and like, no, no, don't, <laughs> no, it's okay. No, what are you doing? Stop that. Don't throw that. These people, every time they get up to pee or something, they knock over like six chairs and trip. It's Clint, <laughs> it's complete. And I'm like, dude, can you pick up your chairs? Anyway, it gets to the point where now, okay, I'm like, these are no longer my friends because it's getting weird. Yeah. Because dude just starts talking to me in the front row. There's a dude with a beard hammered out of it blackout hammered and he's just talking to me like there's no show going on like i'm telling a joke and he's like hey you ever play rugby <laughs> and aaron says uh did we get to the q a portion of the show or what the fuck and i'm like so now i gotta shut this down but you can't be shut down but i'm getting annoyed and i you know i got like yeah. seven whiskeys in me and i'm like uh Oh, you played rugby? He goes, yeah. I go, no one fucking cares. And the crowd went ape shit. Like, all right, nice. shut him down. So dude in the white shirt who's trying to fight everybody goes, what fucking sports you play, bro? <laughs> so without missing a beat, I said, MMA. And he goes, what? I said, yeah, that's fucking right. As in, don't fucking do this. Yeah. Now, to be clear, folks, to be clear, I trained a lot of MMA. I was on the MMA team. I never ended up fighting MMA because I got a concussion. I was scheduled to... I never actually got to have an MMA fight. It really bothers me, but uh, I sure trained it a lot. So, but so did I actually play MMA? No, I did not. But uh, th he doesn't You're need trained. to know yeah, that. No. He doesn't need to know that. And I just want him to shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Of course, this doesn't make him. He goes like, "You look awful fat to be doing MMA." I said, "I'm 48. I'm fucking fat. Yes. What do you want?" And the crowd, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna get to jokes." And I said, "I can't even remember what he started talking about." Now he starts yelling more shit, and I said. Dude, you want to hear a really fucking offensive song? Like, I'll make friends with him. Because here's the thing. When I'm playing a four or five minute song, I'm not going to see him when he comes up to club me. Do you know, right, what, do you know right, what I mean? Right, like, right, I'm invested right. in, I got my eyes closed, screaming these, hitting these angel-like vocals that I have. <laughs> <laughs> so I made, and he goes, yeah. And I'm like, cool. Okay, this will save me the end of the show. I do this song. Everybody loves the, the dirt bags. I had them of course. singing along. Everyone was singing the chorus, clapping along. This table of helicopter pilots was loving it. Anyway, me and Aaron get off stage. Thank you. Good night. Steve Love goes up there. Thanks them. These guys are coming on stage, right? As this is closing. Me and Aaron grab our gear. I wrap, wrap up our gear quick. And I'm like, let's put our gear away in the hotel. Yeah. And take a breather from this shit. Because there's no green room, Clint. Right. Like, there's no escape. You're just in the mix with uh, the helicopter repair school and Jesus. fucking dude. And as I'm leaving, so dude who uh, wants to MMA me, uh, <laughs> as we're leaving, because we just get our stuff and kind of cut around. There's another staircase. He's... His buddies are pulling him off. Somebody else now. Like, he's trying to fight somebody else. Good Lord, man. And he's not being kicked out, Clint, which is bothering me. Yeah. Al allegedly, the story is he's new to the place or from out of town. Now, all those other helicopter people, they were loud, but they weren't terribly yeah, yeah. They weren't violent. But this guy comes to places, gets hammered, and fights everywhere. And he's an issue, and they don't know how to deal with him yet. I know how to deal with him. Throw him out of the fucking don't place. Don't let him in. Don't let him in the goddamn place. Anyway, Hume... Don't be that human garbage. Why are we fighting? Go to a fight gym and take a fight if that's what you want. Anyway, me and Aaron put our stuff away, go up, have a beer in the room, and just decompress. And now I'm like, Aaron, I know that guy's going to be waiting for me. And I, I fucking, and I'm just annoyed at the whole thing. Because yeah, yeah. the show went good, but it was complete chaos, Clint. And I said, I'm not going to fight him because I'm an adult. And I, But I, I just hate having that feeling of that tension. Like, yeah. can we just go have fun now yeah, yeah. that it's over? Anyway, we get back. Tavis and uh, Steve Love are already way into their drinks. We had one. They had a few. And I found out why. Because as soon as I got there, the rest of the world started buying me drinks. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, boy, they were feeding me. There's this one guy. He's a mechanic. Uh, owns a place. We were, I was talking to him during the show. He bought me. I, I don't. I can't. I lost count, Clint. No shit. Nice guy. He's like, I heard you guys wanted to go hunting. The owner of this place has a cabin. The owner comes out. Yeah, yeah, I'll take you guys hunting. I got a cabin. I said, I always needed someone around here. He goes, yeah. Anytime you guys want, you don't need to be on a show. Let's go up. And nice. So I made that contact here. Eventually, white shirt guy left after getting in scuffles with two more people. And then doing the the big mechanic guy, who's kind of like not the mayor, but the mayor. He's like Dan Alaire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. Great guy. Artie is his name. This little guy in the white shirt who was wanting to fight and everyone ends up like hugging him and resting 
his head on Artie's bosom, like in the beginning of Fight Club, you know, when he's when he's with meatloaf, with meatloaf. That's what it looks like, and he's all hammered, and it looks like he's weeping. And I'm like, you piece of human trash! You're just the worst. Like there's there's nothing you did while out that made this place or anyone around you have fun yeah or be better or or just made their day better everything you did made someone's day worse go always, home like, i always wonder about people like that do they wake up with remorse in the morning this is what i'm wondering or just like i i everything i did was acceptable and i'm gonna do it again yeah. or do they feel shame and then the shame just fades away and it's just like a violent circle that repeats itself well I think he's one of these people who was like that motherfucker was fucking with me that motherfucker yeah. was, nobody was fucking with him no. I mean I was a little bit but that's my job as a comedian that literally is our job yeah, yeah. oh yeah and one more thing <laughs> after Buddy asked if I played rugby and I told I said nobody gives a fuck uh, two minutes later he's like you ever do meth <laughs> <laughs> and I said, dude, I'm going to need all the meth you have just to get through this fucking show. Like, Clint, it was complete insanity. We stuck around. White t-shirt ended up taking off after, after crying on Artie's bosom, which have is... Have you ever done meth? And I hope he's listening to this, because, dude, get some help. Some people can't drink, and you're yeah. it. You know what I mean? Anyway. And he did try and do a single leg on somebody, actually. Really? And I think it's because I was watching, and he wanted to show me that he trained as well. Like, it was just this I weird skills. peacocking. I'm going to show that comedian I've got skills. It's just the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing. And I like how you said he tried to do a single leg takedown, so I'm guessing it didn't go. Well, security actually grabbed him at that point. <clears throat> but the, again, they didn't kick him out. And I, I don't know what the dynamic is there, like Be I said. Because security the first night was Johnny on the spot with that kind okay. of shit. Like, yeah. But anyway... Everyone else in the place buying me drinks after asking me questions. Karaoke starting. Well, Steve Love is the king of karaoke. Have you ever seen Steve Love do karaoke? No. That guy will do all the hip hop songs, all the, like he'll do a Shaggy where he's doing an impression of Shaggy. And it is. Like it wasn't me, Shaggy? Yeah. Nice. And it, dude, incredible. So we, you know, we, we, uh, Clint, I drank a lot more than I have, like, in, since I was 20, I think. Well, the first part of the, you drank more than I've seen you drink before your set was done. I don't do shots. <laughs> no, I've never seen you do a shot. You know why? Because I'm 48, Clint. <laughs> but it was like, save the show. I gotta, I gotta keep the peace. Yeah. Yes, let's, and also, it's going to, it's going to hell. Yeah, pass the whiskey, motherfucker. Let's yeah, fucking yeah. do this. And shots are. I didn't want to drink, but I had to <laughs> well, for the good of the show. It was just this adrenaline and chaos. Of course. And adrenaline burned those shots off like fucking. And also, like, bar shots. How much alcohol is really in That's there? That's fair, too. Eh, anyway, me, uh, we stay out late. We do karaoke. We go back up to the room, have a couple more drinks, and I call it. I'm like, Fuck, I got to head back to Ottawa in the morning and teach my Muay Thai class. Oh, that's right. Oh, that was a rough one. <laughs> and I, I told Ashley, I'm like, all right, I'm jumping into training. I'm going to hold for you because uh, I need some exercise and I got to punish myself for everything I did last night. And she hit me with one knee in the body and it wasn't the liver side, but whatever organs were on the other side <laughs> hurt for a little bit to the point I backed up for a couple minutes. I'm like, I got to check on the other students. Hang on one second. Really? <laughs> a girl, Ashley. I, I was wearing the belly pad and yeah, everything yeah. and it, it just, I think things were a little swollen there. <laughs> and then we did some sparring drills and had a great, but I got to tell you, Everybody I hung out with, uh, not only my Muay Thai class, but on that weekend, I just had the greatest weekend. We posted all those silly pics. We acted like a bunch of silly uh, young people, had all our responsibilities taken away, just had adventures, some of them more crazy than others. And uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm left feeling like really uh, grateful, and I can't believe I'm getting money for this. It makes no sense to me, Clint. It makes no sense. It's just awesome. I mean, it could have went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It could have went really bad. And yeah. I could end up in the hospital with a, a bottle of stuck in my ear or something. But but at the same time, you can't believe it. But like, how many shitty open mics have you done? How much time have you spent working on your material yeah. to earn the right to do this? Yeah. So, so I know it, it. Sometimes it's hard to believe, but like we've we've put in some effort to this thing. So yeah, yeah. Is it time for a what I learned? Do you have a what I learned, Clint? Or I don't have a what I learned, mm, but uh, I, I do think I have a guts punch this week. Okay, I'll do, yeah. a, I'll do a what I learned. Yeah. Uh, what I learned this week, Clint, which I, I think I, I knew, but it was really reinforced, is appreciate every second of this comedy journey because it, it really is a gift. And it, yeah, yes, we work to get there, and yes, we, but we get a lot of perks. We do. And it, there is a real bonus to being st stranded in a strange town with no responsibilities with your friends and just told, yeah. hey, 
deliver tonight for 90 minutes. Yeah. Anything else is on you. Like just That's go, fair. Go have an adventure, go down to the river, have a beer, you know, go walk, hike a trail. Steve Love went to the there's a, a museum of combat or a war museum or okay. something like that, that there. Sense. Like just all these go have some adventures, hang with your friends all day like it's high school again. Love it. And uh, so yeah, I learned just be in that moment. Uh, enjoy it with your friends. You never know when it's going to end, and it was uh, it was a really, really special weekend. Even if you're eating shit in Ingleside on a Saturday night? Yeah, enjoy that, too. That's part of the journey, <laughs> I, I did, I did. Like I said, it, it wasn't enjoyable, but I appreciated it because like, if you win every hockey game, hockey's going to get boring. You need to be challenged, right? This so, is true. So, yeah. This is true. Well, we were all challenged uh, this weekend. How about that? All right, Clint, hit us with a guts punch, baby. Uh, so my guts punch is for someone I've worked with a couple times in the last two weeks after having never met them before. Um, I uh, worked with Lauren Lane at uh, okay. the Urban Angus, and I did it the I did Adam show with her at uh, the Mill Tavern. Okay, yes. Uh, so Lauren is is still pretty new to the game. Yep. Um, I'd heard some good things about her. Um, she. She did well. Uh, like, she's still finding herself. She's still finding her voice and finding herself on stage. So, I think that the best way to describe her sets would be uneven. Okay. Like, had some really high points. Uh, and well, a, well, that also describes my sets this weekend. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but you know, like, you know, some comics you can tell they're not there yet, but there's potential. Of course. That that's 100 the the category that I see her her in. Awesome. Um, but the reason I want to give her the guts punch is. She asks questions. Yes. Like thoughtful questions. And the questions that she's asking are about getting better at comedy. Now, I, I've never offered unsolicited advice to any comic. But right. anybody that wants to talk to me about comedy, I've got all the time in the world for of it. Course, right? And yes. like, even at the, I think at one point I told her, like, listen, what I'm telling you is not what I consider advice. It's what works for me or what has worked for me. So yep. take what you will with that. But she, like, <clears throat> and it wasn't just myself. Like, she's, she's like, talking to Jim. She was talking to Rick Curry. She's talking to Wafik. Like, she's, she's seeking out information, and she's striving to get better. And like I said, I've got all the time in the world for that. Right on. Guts punch for Lauren Lane. How about that? All right, Clint. That's our episode for this week. Hey, next week, I don't know how we're going to top uh, the, the ever play rugby and someone <laughs> trying to beat me up and seven to ten shots while on stage, but we're going to do our best. We got. We will do our best. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Anything can happen.